and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It's the big guy with the big show, the Lord Nelson, that is. Yes, indeed, for the podcast, Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with Five Royals Entertainment. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, another handsome face with this handsome face. How can we lose? (laughs) It's just a great thing. This young man is an amazing individual, and we're going to have a great conversation. But as always, you know I've got to read a little something that I've written about them to big them up, to let it be known and shown who they are. So I will proceed like this. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are introduced to new music and you immediately start bobbing your head to it, you know you've come across something dope and exciting. These young men have a definite vibe and their production is awesome. Musicians, truly musicians, talented musicians with meaningful lyrics, allowing us to become part of their amazing moment of music creativity. My brothers and sisters, I am honored to have this amazing young man representing his band. (laughs) Bless the live and loud with the Lord show with his presence and their presence. <laughs> Without further ado, I welcome for you, Vin Ray. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, bro. <laughs> hey, man, it's a pleasure to meet you, the Lord Nelson, and mm-hmm. I love your energy, and uh, it's an honor to be on your show. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Hey, hey, the feelings, the feelings are mutual and reciprocated, my brother. So, as always, first question, where are you from? Well, I was born in Los Angeles, and uh, (laughs) I lived there my entire life till uh, last January. When, uh, really, yeah, I moved to Las Vegas. It was uh, (laughs) I never thought I'd leave my city. Although, you know, I think uh, the whole country is kind of aware of uh, the issues with California and Mm -hmm. San Francisco and Los Angeles. it's just become very dangerous to live there and it costs a lot of money to live right. there. So, you know, I figured why pay all this money to live, in a, you know, somewhere where I, I'm in fear of my life every time I leave my house. Gotcha. So I moved to Las Vegas and uh, I just, uh, you know, January 27th was a year that I've been here and uh, I like it here. And there's a lot of rock stars living here. Mm. Um many of them my friends and uh you got the best food in the country great entertainment and if you you know i live in this in the suburb part of it and it's, it's new it's clean there's no traffic and um great spots all around people are really nice and uh you know i've kind of uh, learned to love uh, the desert landscape as opposed to the ocean landscape right <laughs> so so being an la guy what was the best thing about being there before all the madness ensued? <laughs> it was just a great city. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the music scene is, was, was great. You know, it's, it's not anywhere near where it used to be because we've lost so many of the rock clubs, right. you know, on, on sunset Boulevard, you know, the house of blues is gone. The key club's gone. Mm. And it's just pretty much the Viper Room, which is a small club. It's fun to play, but it's a 220 cap. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much the Viper Room and a whiskey a go go. You know, and I mean, you know, we've played both venues uh, uh, many, many, many times. But, um, 
you know, downtown is so beautiful and there's great rooftop restaurants and bars and, of course, you know, lunch at the beach. And uh, I do miss uh, some of that. Um, and I'm still getting used to, to living here. But, you know, I just tell everybody I moved for, uh, to a suburb four hours east. You know, <laughs> four hours east. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, with the traffic in L.A., I guess that can't be that, that might not be too bad sometimes. <laughs> well, it doesn't take me an hour to get to where I want to go for dinner or meet my friends. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Indeed. So you you guys have a classic rock sound that is fresh and inviting. And I feel your production orchestration and your lyrical delivery is very important about what you do. It separates you from the old school greats, which you guys still have that sound. So what do you feel makes you uniquely you? Um, you know, that's a, that's a really good question. I was very inspired, you know, lyrically mm-hmm. um, by John Lennon and Bob Dylan, you know, mm-hmm. Jim Morrison. <laughs> Although, you know, I just didn't see bands writing lyrics about meaningful topics. Mm. Uh, and, um, you know, John Lennon and Bob Dylan really did. And I felt that uh, everything had been dumbed down quite a bit. Right. So I felt uh, when we started the band <clears throat> that I wanted to uh, talk about all kinds of things that that were meaningful on point that uh, people could relate to and mm-hmm. you know of course i tell my stories in a way that are different than everybody else um you know which gives us our our, our unique style and i'm really proud of it and i'm honored that uh you recognize that mm-hmm. um and you know we've had some shows on tour where uh, i might might be walking by by the merch booth or something and you know a fan who was at the show will, will tell me a line in one of my songs that was kind of a heavy line. And, you know, that kind of makes it all wor- all worthwhile because the lyrics have been so dumbed down that the, for rock music, mm-hmm. uh, so many fans are just really listening to the music. They're not listening to the lyrics. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to do my part to change that. Well, I will say that me being a a writer and a lyrical guy also, I always say that the music gets you, but the lyrics keep you. And you definitely have the power of those lyrics because you're saying something every single time. You know, so I was just like, as I'm going through your catalog and I'm just like, okay. Oh, all right. Okay. He's, he's, once again, he's talking about something. So I appreciate that. I really do, man. I, I, I love that. And, you know, I will tell my kids sometimes like, no, it's no disrespect to the music of today, but it's just not what we, you know, grew up with. And, and everything was so meaningful, whether it was love or whatever topic we were talking about, it meant something to us. And, and more so today, they like a vibe. So we just want to have a good time. You know, they're not worried about, a, you know, a lot of those things. So I appreciate you saying that. So we were kind of talking about it before. Let's talk about that, that the name, Vin Ray. How did this happen? How do we get this unique name? Well, you know, we've had a lot of different versions uh, of the band. Right. From its inception, um, you know, the current lineup, uh, 
you know, came together in 2018 and it's the best lineup we've ever had. But, you know, in the first lineup, I had a couple of friends that were in the band uh, and um, they came up with a combination of my first and last name. Mm -hmm. Stephen is my real first name. Beret spelled B-E-R-E-Z is my last name. And they came up with Venray, V-E-N-R-E-Z. Right. Uh, and I didn't like it because, you know, I mean, I'm a confident guy, but I'm a very humble guy. Right. And <laughs> I thought that that was like maybe crossing the line, you know, from humble to, you know, not being humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I was green. They were all real experienced musicians. And um, so I caved into it. And, uh, you know, over the years, I've learned uh, to make peace with it and kind of like it, you know. It's pronounced Venray, but it's spelled Venrez, V-E-N-R-E-Z. <laughs> and uh, it's given us, a, you know, I mean, fans just, it's great. They just argue over the correct pronunciation. <laughs> so, you know, it's its actually worked to, to our advantage. And I have to give credit to uh, my friend Tommy Johnson and, uh, you know, Silver Lance, who uh, came up with it and kind of shoved it down my throat because in the long run, they, you know, they were right. Right, right, indeed. <laughs> That's awesome. You're a really good friend of mine, uh, Ryan Ross. He's from, um, you know, Napa Valley, and um, okay. he's in a band called uh, Vengeance. Great hardcore melodic band. They're, they're great. They're, I mean, just great guys. I toured with them overseas when I was with Stuck Bojo. Just great, great guys. But when I first met Ryan, his, his last name is R-A-E-S. And so, of course, I thought it was Ray, you know? And then he was right. like, no, it's Ross. And so I was just like, that is so crazy to me. But once again, you never know, you know, the pronunciation of things. So, no, I'm glad you you said that because the whole time I was like, Vin Rez, Vin Rez. And then you said Vin Rez, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> it totally makes sense to me. Yes, indeed. So all of your instrumentation is so in concert with each other. Does this speak to your talent? The time you guys have spent together, practice or all of these things? I think it's all of them, you know. I mean, uh, I, I fired everybody <laughs> so many times. <laughs> the, the, the consistent person in the band with me uh, over the years is uh, Jason Womack. Uh, he was uh, he was the bass player in Juliet Lewis and the Licks. And in fact, they're right. going to be doing about three uh, one-off shows soon in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, we hooked up and shook hands to work together. Uh, right. And um, he writes all the music. I write all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And he was influenced by the Jesus and Mary chain. And actually all the bands that kind of, you know, kind of spun off from that. So we, we do kind of, you know, when you have a new band on the rise, you know, you kind of, kind of try to compare them to people. And we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but, you know, we had a, a bass player who was uh, very talented. He decided he he wanted to uh, seek God and uh, really carry the word of Jesus, which I respected. Uh, the drummer was more of a jazz drummer and older. And I just felt it was just time to make a change. And uh, we, we held some auditions and I, we, we got Victor Singer, uh, who was 25 at the time. Mm-hmm. He's now. Uh, uh, I think he's uh, 
29. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be he'll be 30 in December. Right. And and we auditioned bass players and 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 uh, and brought in Gabe Masca, who's mm-hmm. I think is one of the top three or four bass players in rock music. Uh, wow. He's going to be doing a, a, a fantasy camp thing where he's going to be playing with Chad Smith here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, but yeah. oh my, you know, and he's he's now 30. He was 26 when he joined the band. Victor was 25. And um, it's just the best lineup we've ever had. Uh, Jason... Uh, can make three guitars sound like one yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we we were a, a five piece for a while but, mm-hmm. uh, we 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 went to a four piece and it's uh it's worked out it's worked out really 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 well um i just think we created a new genre i call it epic alternative rock <laughs> You know, and you know, we're obviously melodic, uh, very yeah. similar to a very, you know, kind of a real modern uh, today's version of an of an Alice in Chains type band with, uh, you know, the harmonies, the backing vocals that uh, that that Jason uh, delivers. Right. But you know, I've got this baritone thing, which is <laughs> kind of similar to Jim Morrison and you know, <laughs> Lane Staley and my, uh, my 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 good friend who's not with us anymore, uh, Chris Cornell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so far, it's been working pretty well. But this new uh, EP, "Sip the Cup," um, you know, we picked six songs for that. Mm-hmm. which I, I really think are some of the best songs we recorded. And when you talk about production, you know, we had uh, V Malcolm Springer uh, out of uh, Nashville produce the album. Right. Uh, and uh, in addition to the band, you know, we brought in some guest players too, mm-hmm. like Paul Allen from uh, 10 finger orchestra and case who does a lot of guitar work on stuff for, uh, for Malcolm Springer, you know, I mean, he's produced, mixed, and engineered like so many hits, you know, Matchbox 20, Collective Soul, Tantric, right. you mm-hmm. know, he even mixed a big hit for Kanye West. So mm-hmm. the production is you know, the best production we've ever had. Uh, I think Malcolm's a real talented guy. And uh, the single, uh, the first single, Sip the Cup. The music video is out now. It released on the it? 16th. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It's uh, uh, on streaming, but today it went to commercial radio. So I'm excited awesome. to see. Yes. See how well it does on the uh, on the charts. No, it should do it should do very well, young man. Indeed, indeed. And listen, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I always say when you have great guests who answer 9,000 of your questions that's coming up. <laughs> And bulk it all into what I said. This guy's a professional. He knows. He knows. Yeah. So we might touch on something a little bit more, but he's talking about so much stuff already, which is magnificent to me. And so I'm really hearing into what you're talking about, man. It, it, it's really, really a good time. So your songs have nice tempos to them. So is this a deliberate aspect of your music? Yeah, I think Jason really tried to, uh, you know, create a special sound for us. Mm-hmm. You know, the first re- the first four records were indie before we got our first record deal. You know, we just now signed our second record deal. Right. And uh, with Wake Up Music, Wake fabulous Up. Pep- yeah, Pepper Gomez, uh, the owner. And he yeah. writes some very complex music. I mean, you know, you have to be a damn good musician 
to play the parts that uh, that he writes. And um, they have stops and turnarounds and things right. that really catch the listener. Right. This dude uh, right here, man. Yeah. You know, and especially like on tour, they're like, and then boom, and like, whoa. And like, <laughs> right. uh, he's been really gifted at it. Uh, he's challenged challenged me uh tremendously uh as a lead singer mm-hmm. uh with some of the songs you know i'll get the demo and uh you know, i'll write the lyrics he'll write uh, music to it and sing it and then mm-hmm. you know i'll do the vocals or he'll send me music and i'll write lyrics to it uh, you know we've we've done that we've uh jammed and you know, recorded it written songs from the jams and We've just sat down in the recording studio and just started from zero and and written some songs that way. And uh, we've been working together a long time, and it's you know it's, we're 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 very prolific. I mean, we we wrote recorded sixty four demos between uh, March twentieth, two thousand twenty, when LA shut down for right. the pandemic, until last January. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't wait to get back to writing more, even though we have a new EP coming up. Right, man. It's, that's all, listen, it's just awesome. So you spoke about Jason being your guy, and, and you guys, it was on a handshake. So how did you actually meet each other? Well, um, you know, I was, uh, I had a nice uh, new apartment I was living in, and uh, <laughs> uh, I had a long-term uh, friend uh, who who is a singer-songwriter uh-huh. and uh, he uh, he ended up moving in with me and we lived together for a while and he knew a lot of big rock stars but we wanted to build a tiki bar out on this huge patio I had uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he had all these guys coming over working on, on, on the patio one of them was Jason Womack and you know I'm glad that I didn't research these guys before I started working with or I would have been too intimidated, right? Right. So, right. so he's on he's on his knees, you know, helping paint, lay the paint color down uh, uh, on the deck. And you know, when the guys that were in Juliet and the Lewis, they all quit the band. They right. do one-offs with her now, but they quit and they started a famous band called Petty Cash. Mm-hmm. They now have all their own individual projects, okay. right? So so they had a residency at the key club and uh, they would go on from 10 PM to midnight downstairs and at midnight upstairs on Monday nights with steel Panther, who, you know, is yeah. blown up, blown up huge. Mm-hmm. So he took me to the show and I, <laughs> I saw him, you know, playing with Betty cash. And as soon, <laughs> as soon as their set was over, as he was like, starting to unplug his guitar, I walked up to him and I said, you can't work for me anymore. <laughs> He's it's like, what? A farce. It's been a he farce, thought I was, he thought I was, I said, no, man, you're just way too good and powerful. <laughs> so I was just joking with him. They kind of shook him up a bit. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I had a, a PA and a board and stuff at my house because mm-hmm. I'd put playlists together. And when I get home from work, I would plug in and kind of karaoke my playlist for an hour and dance around and jump around. Kind of really kept me in shape, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, he started coming over. You know, we were hanging out at my house because they were working on the tiki bar. And, you know, he grabbed a guitar and, uh, you know, he started playing. I started singing and uh, 
it, we, it really sounded good. And uh, he, we talked about starting a band and I just said, what do you really want to do? And he yeah. said, uh, he said, all I want to do is music. Mm. And I shook his hand. I said, let's do it together. And uh, we, we made that agreement. That was 2009. You right, know? right, right. Which, listen, which I saw that said, Jason, you know, you guys got together in 2009. So do, do, did you always know what you wanted Vinray to be from the start? And do you feel you have achieved this? I, I just wanted to, to, to send my message through my lyrics. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason helped achieved it by writing the music. You know, I am a musician. I play a lot of diff different instruments, mm -hmm. but uh, he came up with the Van Ray sound. You know, the first the first record, Sell the Lie, mm -hmm. I thought was pretty solid. And then the second record, you know, American Illusion <laughs> uh, was very heavy. And I think uh, by the time uh, we got to Children of the Drones, uh -huh. um, we really dialed in the venray sound and i have to give him credit for it and of course you know i gave him some feedback of course um and um but we never had you know we didn't get a record deal until april of 2021 mm -hmm. so we've never really had our music go to radio so right when we got our first record deal with pavement entertainment out of chicago you were with pavement uh-huh yeah, we were with Pavement. We did a six-song EP with them. And uh, I was really excited about the first song going to radio to see how it would do. Just like my first tour, wondering how the fans were going to react. You, know, you have no idea. Of course. And, uh, you know, it went all the way to number two on the charts. Awesome. And uh, the second single, Each and Every Day, uh, went to 17. I, I think it might have gone higher if we released it at a different time because in three weeks into the promotion, like nine of the biggest bands on earth, all dropped new records. So, <laughs> you know, we didn't have two top 40 hits. We had two top 20 hits wow. yeah. off a of six song EP. Yeah. Um, and you know, to break the top 40, I mean, that just blew my mind, you of know, course. to go to go all the way to number two. So, uh, that was that was very very satisfying and then you know we toured most of the summer with buck cherry mm. it was pretty hot yeah, big yeah, heat yeah. wave through the country at that yeah. time right and um <clears throat> and then uh we didn't you know we started recording the new record with uh malcolm springer and our fantastic manager bob chapardi of concrete marketing out of out of nashville mm -hmm. uh presented us to uh, wake up music rocks and they had a slot for a new rock band and they just absolutely loved us which is great and you know they're just doing a lot more for us and uh, right. you know they're a newer label um pavements more established mm -hmm. and they have a lot of established acts you know right. puddle of mud candle box mm -hmm. uh, you know ted nugent bands bands like that Right. And we really needed a record company that was going to help uh, with the financial aspects and who really knew how to do PR and push us correctly. Of course, of course. On a consistent basis, mm -hmm. right? And so far, you know, 
I just got to really take my hat off to Pepper Gomez. And we're, she's just, that label's doing a fantastic job. I mean, we're just starting. And, you know, this interview is my first interview I set up blessed. behind the release. Hey, man, listen. She put a little pepper on it, and that's all you guys <laughs> needed. That's all you guys yeah. needed. <laughs> yeah, she's fiery and, and, and spicy now. <laughs> that's love. She, she's Latina, and she's yeah. uh, shout out she's, to Pepper. <laughs> yeah, we love you, Pepper. Yeah, Pepper, I don't know you, but we love you. Great thing, great time, great time. Awesome. So, what do you feel your two young superstars, Victor and Gabe, bring to the band? that you did not have before. Well, I've got one of the best rhythm sections of rock and roll. I mean, Victor Singer at 25. Yeah. He's now 29. Mm -hmm. That kid was as good as Dave Grohl at, at 25. And Gabe Masca, he is every bit as good as Flea. I mean, these kids are, are huge. And oh. uh, I, I discovered them young. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Gabe is constantly jamming on a strip. He's made a name for himself on the right. Hollywood strip. A lot of yeah. a lot of people know who he is. Mm -hmm. uh, there was the 27 show here in Vegas at the Virgin for a year. He had a residency. He looks oh, like wow. Kurt Cobain. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was about, you know, all the different stars that died at 27, right? Mm, mm, mm. Right, like, you know, Kurt Cobain, Jim, Jim Morrison, mm. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. Yeah. And they had they had a house band. It was fantastic. But um, And these people would come out, and they would look like them, and it would sing just like them. And so he played Kurt Cobain, and he's a great singer. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? So um, – I was really lucky to land both those guys and uh, it just took the band to another level. And we, we've yeah. always had issues at bass. Mm -hmm. We had so many different bass players. Our original bass player was Melvin Brandon Jr. from the Dan Reed network. Mm -hmm. And very shortly before we got our first tour, Dan Reed decided he wanted to get back into it big, which was in 2010. And so he went, to go be with him. And we had Mike Bradford, who was a childhood friend of Jason Womack, who did, who did a real good job. And then, you know, he, he just decided to leave the brand band and we brought in uh, Nico Darnese and who was really good. He decided you know, he found Jesus and wanted to, you know, just bring the word of God and Christ, which I, I respect. Right. And, and then, you know, so by bringing in Gabe, We've had a consistent bass player, and uh, actually, Victor came in when Nico was still in the band, and when he left, then we brought in Gabe. And mm. you know, I just think we have one of the best rhythm sections in rock and roll. I really do. Awesome. You know, the, awesome. These kids are—they are players, man. I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, the recorded stuff sounds great, although live, you know, I think it's—it's it's very special what's going on live. Now that's the man's definite love, man. So what do you feel is the most important aspect of keeping a band together? Because so many bands go through so many different things. Cause you know, even with stuck mojo, there was bones and then I came in and replaced bones. And then another guy came in after me. And so what, you know, what is it to keep this, this unit together? You know, I struggled with that for years. Mm -hmm. You know, I paid everybody more than they should have been. Mm. 
I did everything I did. I just always wanted to be a band, you know? Right, right. And it just didn't work. And what ended up working in the end was the guys in the band love the music, believe in the project. Yes. Love uh, the lyrics that are right. Mm-hmm. And uh, my presence on stage as a front band. And what's kept it all together is their love of the project. Awesome. And I think that probably a lot of the guys in the band before were, you know, great musicians who were more in it to get paid than they, they were for love of the for, band. For the love of the music and the band. Yeah. 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 Now, I, now, I feel you that I just know that even I have in the the band that I'm in now with Plastic Catastrophe with Lord Nelson, I, I feel so much of the stuff that you're saying, I feel like. I'm parallel with you. I'm I'm running with you right there. And I'm looking at you like you're saying certain things because I'm like, yeah, because I do all the writing. And of course, Matt does some writing also, but lyrically, really, it's me. And he allows me to be me. And I allow him to do the music as he feels. And when he sends me things, I'm just writing. And we have such a, a, a you know, we're so in tune right now. And so it just feels to me like you guys are so in tune. And, uh, well, you know, I yeah. have the same relationship with Jason. It's been yeah. 14, 14 years now. You know, it's a different world today. There are no rules. Right. That's right. In rock and roll. You know, we've, we've built a big grassroots following, mm-hmm. you know, as, as indie artists. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been 14 years. I think it's the, the sixth record. Right. You know, they're not going to drop the record until we have a tour. Okay. Which will probably be about June. So I think uh, this single will get out there and make a bunch of noise. And uh, I don't know if they're going to drop uh, the second single and then a the third right, right before we tour and drop the album, or if it's going to happen with the second. They have the first three singles lined up. Obviously, the first one, Sip the Cup. Mm-hmm. The second one will be Cross the Line. Third one would be Who You Foolin'. Right. Um, which I, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of agree, uh, agree with. So, what I'm trying to say is, it just really is like all beginning right now, and it's right. okay. It's not the '80s or '90s, right. you know. It kind of ended in '90 90 or '91, but you know, prior to that, these AR guys, you know, in, in LA from all the labels, mm-hmm. they would jump in limos, you know, on Friday or Saturday night, and they'd stop at each club. See, see all these new bands play. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, if they saw something they liked, the next day they had a record contract. You know, right. I mean, those days have been over since 1990. That's real. Um, and so it wasn't five, you know, three to five records in five years like it was in those days. And the pandemic's changed a lot, too. So, you know, now it's um, getting out there and busting your ass for as long as it takes to finally get a label to sign you and, mm-hmm. and do the things for you need to do to reach the masses. And we, we have that now. So it's going to be fun from yeah. here on out. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, going to be man. a lot of fun. Great. You guys have a great, it's a great collective, man. It really is. I mean, just, it's enjoyable to listen to and just like, you know, your lyrics complement everything so well. And just like I was saying, you're saying something. And that's enjoyable to me being a writer. So I, I really love that part of it. So so what has been the most rewarding part of being a musician to you so far? Being able to do it. You know, I think anybody that I can't I don't call myself a rock star. I'm too uh-huh. humble. You know, <laughs> you know, 
there's a lot, a lot of people around the world that do, you know, to me, a rock star is, a, is somebody who can't walk down the street anywhere without being recognized. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you. You just don't know it yet. I just never call myself a rock star, man. I just like, I, I'm just way too humble for that. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I mean, we've toured with Slash and Miles Kennedy. Right. Slash is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, man. You know, yes. we toured with Alice Cooper. He's in uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of I've, I've played to eight people. I've played to 80,000 people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, God and... Uh, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, decided to give it to me a little later in life. And, uh, you know, I, I just believe God's plan is God's plan. And yeah. things happen when they're supposed to. And uh, whether you like it or not, it's just the way it is. When you get goosebumps from people in EIM, what you just said, like you got, you know, it happened for you a little later in life. Same thing with me. To, to yep. be able to do what I did when I got with Stuck Mojo, it happened a little later in my life. I, I have no regrets. You know, everything's just been life lessons to me, and I've just enjoyed, you know, what has come to me. And so when you say these things, it's just like, man, I'm just like, wow, man. I said, man, it's just like me, man. It's just it's just crazy, but it's, it's so cool because we're appreciative. And just like you, I'm a super humble dude. Now, when I get on that stage and I become Lord Nelson, I'm Lord Nelson. But right. when, when people give me, you know, when accolades or they say like, hey, you're this or that, I'm always like, well, thank you very much. You know, I, I appreciate it. But now when I'm with my friends, I'm like, man, I'm just, I am that guy. You know, okay, boom, I, I'm that dude. <laughs> but I really am a calm, humble guy. I'm a big guy. I'm six foot five, 280, <laughs> you know, so I'm a big dude. But I understand that very clearly. And so, well, you know, it's a gift, you know, yeah, yeah. to be able to get out on stage with a great band. You got a packed house out there going oh, crazy. Oh, man. You know, why do you think Mick Jagger's still doing it at 80? He certainly right. doesn't need the money. You know, <laughs> right, right. It, it's addictive. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, there's nothing else like it. Maybe that's why those some of those bands in the 70s and 80s tore up hotel rooms and threw TVs out the window. <laughs> they just, you know, they wanted to get that energy back. You know, right. the only thing I found that kind of placates me a bit uh-huh. When I'm not touring, is jet skiing. Oh, really? You like jet skiing? Okay. Yeah, I'm really good at it too. I get out there <laughs> on the water. That really gets the adrenaline pumping, you know, popping up in the air, spin around yeah. and stuff. And uh, when you know what you're doing, you know, you don't really crash. You can do some crazy shit. Right. Um, so that's a much, probably a, a better way to go than throwing a, you know, LCD hotels, <laughs> televisions out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, ladies, so ladies and gentlemen you see he, he's a humble guy and when he's talking about that music but when he talked about that jet ski <laughs> he's like I'm really good at it I love it I love it no but just just having the confidence in knowing who you are and what you do and feeling great about it is an amazing thing man so I love that man so it kind of segues going back just a second or so what you were saying with all the the bands big and small you share the stage with who has taught you something that is invaluable? God. God. And I'll tell you why. God. 
That's big. It doesn't get any bigger. And I'll tell you why, because we uh-huh. haven't talked about it yet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I moved to Vegas in January 23, and then we played uh, a club that's literally 10 minutes down the street. It's a mm-hmm. it's a club a lot of big bands play called uh, Vamped, you know, Counts Vamped. You had the show Counting Cars on television. That's right. his club. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we 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 just tore that we just tore that one apart. What a great show that was! And then mm-hmm. you know everybody went home. And uh, Jason called me three days later uh, to inform me that he'd been diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. Oh, man. And he's uh, he's still dealing with that. Um, he recently had the second surgery to reattach his small intestine to his colon. Um, and so we, I had to tour all summer with Buck Cherry without him, which I've never done before. I've never been on stage without him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we brought in Edgar Nieto, childhood friend of my bass player, Gabe Masca, same age, 30 years old, great player. Right. And uh, so I did the tour with uh, Edgar on guitar, not Jason, and Gabe was did the backing vocals instead of Jason. Mm-hmm. And we went out there and killed every show. And the greatest thing I learned is that no matter what trials and tribulations come, you know, I write the songs and, uh, and, it, it, and it, I was taught that no matter what happens, I can walk out on out there on stage and do my thing and and do it at, at, at the high level I do no matter who's playing with me on stage and that mm-hmm. that's the greatest lesson that I learned. It's mm-hmm. given me a, a, another level of confidence. Not that I didn't have confidence, I, I always did. Although having to go out there and tour without Jason, right, uh, that shook me up a little bit. Yes. But I took the stage for the first show and I'm like, damn, this is really working. <laughs> you yeah, know right, I mean? right, right, right. So so that's the that's the that's the greatest lesson I learned. The the second lesson I learned is um I've toured with a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I think some of these big stars don't realize that without the fans that they, they don't have a career. That's right. You know? That's right. And so I think the equal to that is the biggest lesson that I've learned is, you know, to always be humble and grateful and, and, uh, and appreciate the, my fans and all fans of rock and roll. Uh, and I think some rock stars forget that, especially some of the ones that made it really young, you know, mm-hmm. they just get all caught up, get caught up with their doing, Yes, you know, a guy comes to a show with his son who's been a fan for 20 years and wants to take a photo and they refuse to do it, you know, and so I'll, I'll stand out there and sign for hours and I'll do it. I'll, you know, I mean, at some point you have so many people that you can't talk to everybody. Right. Although you can make sure they understand how grateful you are to them. My brother, let, let me, you have hit me so hard there with this, this segment right here. First starting off with Jason and then finishing up with that. My, my dudes, uh, Relentless and, and Hell B, John Winters. They always say that we just need more good human beings in the world. I feel that from you. 
I feel that you're really a great human being. And and these last Thank things you. that you just said about talking with the fans and doing that, I always wanted to do that. And, you know, when I was really new with Stuck Mojo, but I was enjoying every single thing that was going on. You know, I was I was the moment and all the fans were enjoying my moment. And it was great to me. They were a part of me. They were a part of me because I was the moment and they were enjoying it. And so I wanted to take pictures. I wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. And yes, when we toured with Volbeat, there were so many people out there. You start kind of understanding that you can't talk to everybody, but I still did my best to talk to as many people as I could. I wanted to let them know that I'm here and I am appreciative of everything that they do and and are doing and and singing the songs and all that. So when you said that, man, I'm telling you really – it got a little emotional and it started off. Let me go back. It started off really with you saying about Jason and, and I send my prayers and love to him. Mm-hmm. Most definitely because my mother died from colon cancer. And so when you mm-hmm. said that, I just, it, it just took me back to the things that I went through as a young man and losing her, you know, right before I, you know, right after I graduated from high school. And so when you said that, I was just like, man, you know, it just took me back. And I'm a very visual person, so I started seeing all those things. And now I'm looking at Jason like, you know, it's just like, man, I just want to hug him. You know, just like, hey, you know, I want you to be better because I understand how difficult that is. And and ladies and gentlemen, when they tell you to go get these colon, you know, tests to see what, do it, you know, colonoscopy, I've waited for a long time because I was scared of it because of what it is. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't, you know, but I had to do it. And so, um, Anyway, thank you for that and saying that, and I can understand that very clearly, man. That's that uh, that, that, I, I'm an emotional guy, so that got me. All of that really got me, man. So, so once again, uh, Vin, I really appreciate that. Well, yeah, I got to tell you this story. Um, you know, I've learned so much from my young bass player, Gabe Mascot. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of times we come off the stage, guys will go great show, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we were on a tour and, you know, we had a great show and then Gabe just said, you know, you're so Joey Ramone out there. He's like, I've just never seen, seen a singer bring it the way you did tonight. And right. I'm like, cause my band never really says anything like that to me, you know, <laughs> and I, you know, they don't really compliment me, you know? So I'm like, really? And he's like, I, I said, well, you've never paid me a compliment like that before. And he goes, well, I didn't think you needed to hear it. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. Right. So Edgar killed the tour and Gabe said to me, you know, a few months ago, he said, well, when Jason can come back, you know, let's keep Edgar. That'll be the band from hell. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and go back to two guitars. So that's exactly what we're going to do. I think we're going to start touring in June. Uh, Jason started the last round of chemo, which you do after the surgeries and all that this week. And he will be good to go by that tour. So for any of our uh, fans out there that that see this segment, we're bringing in... uh, we're going to have two guitar players and of course, and Jason writes the music for, for two guitars. Right. And I can't wait to get out there live with both those guitar players on stage. I mean, it's kind of nice being a four piece 
because mm-hmm. I have a little bit more room. Right, right, and sometimes right. when you're opening for big bands and you have to set up in front of them, you know, with a five piece, sometimes I don't have a, a lot of room to do much. Right, right. You know, sometimes I have a lot of room. Sometimes I have a postage stamp. It kind of limits right, right. What, what, what you can do. I know it. Uh, I know it well. <laughs> although I can't wait to tour behind this new EP uh, with Edgar and Jason on guitar, you yeah. know, and yeah, we'll probably for the first time let Gabe do some back backing vocals with Jason since he did them all on the last tour. Right. Yeah, have, have a few three part harmonies in there. It, it's going to be fantastic, and I, I just can't wait to get in a rehearsal with these guys and start playing all these new songs just to see what it sounds like. But of course, it'll be a few months until Jason's uh, feeling good enough to right. to travel. Yeah. I got you. Well, once again, you know, prayers go out to, you know, Jason, speedy recovery, young man. Um, yeah, I man, just a great segment, man. So what does success look like to you? I think I've already achieved it. Awesome. You know, I mean, we're not headlining yet. When I walk down the street, people think I'm Howard Stern. You know, <laughs> know that I've <laughs> Although, you know, we're, we've got our second record deal. We had two top 40 hits off our last six song EP. I think we're going to have two or three more off this new EP. Right. I, I've toured with Alice Cooper, Slash, Richie Ramone, Michael Shanker, Hardcore Superstar, Buck Cherry, a lot of bands, you know, the LA Guns, Enough's Enough. Awesome. I've been on stage for thousands of people. Yes. You know, and... You know, if it ended to today, if it ended this afternoon without turning into some big headline band and getting, you know, million, millions of streams and views on my videos, things of that particular nature, I could walk away from it right now satisfied that I've accomplished, you know, a great percentage of uh, what I wanted to. And I've been able to do things that people dream of that never get to do. So we'll see what the future, what God's plan for the future, but I'm, I'm happy with what I've achieved so far and uh, whatever God's plan is, I'm okay with it. Whether we turn into some monstrous act or I go off into the sunset, either, either, you know, whatever God's plan is, is okay with me. So far I've been treated well. Indeed, indeed. Lovely. I love it. I love that. I really do. I don't think people really understand that a lot of us, we all would love to be the biggest band in the world, but we love the music and we're so appreciative of the gift that we've been given to do this. And and right. people who don't understand this dream or don't have that passion, they really don't get it. They really don't get it. I love music and, I, and it makes me feel a certain way. It, it takes me through the gamut of emotions. So I can be over here to there. And, and it's a, as I like to say, music is a time machine. And you can go back and listen to when you hear one of those, like say you hear one of your old songs that you did, you know, back on Witch's Brew, say, when you first started. And then you're like, man, where was I? Ooh, I was here. Man, right. this, you know, it just it's, you get time machine is what I like to say. It is, it is an, it's an amazing thing. It really, it really is. Yeah, Witch's Brew was the, the very first record. We don't talk about it much because, yeah. 
you know, Jason and I just wrote, we call it Witch's Brew because it was a witch's, you know, all the songs were so different. Right. Uh, and then after that, we kind of started dialing in the Venray, the, the Venray song. Right. But sometimes when I go back to listen to it and, mm -hmm. and the first time I did, you know, years had gone by Yeah. and I didn't want to listen to it because I feel I'm such a better singer now than I was <laughs> okay, then. Okay. But I go back and I listen to that record we recorded 14 years ago. Right. And uh, maybe 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm like, well, damn, you weren't that bad. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, actually, the vocals are pretty good on that. Yes. <laughs> and listen, it's awesome for you to say that because even so, sometimes I'll tell my wife, when I go back and I listen to some things that I've done back in the day, I'm like, mm -hmm. or, or with my kids and we're listening to some of my old stuff and it's like, I wrote that. What was I thinking when I wrote that? I wrote that. That's amazing to me that I wrote that. I don't so even let me, believe. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Ask me. Let, let me because I've had that feeling a lot. Yes. I have written songs <laughs> where I know I'm writing them. Uh-huh. And I have written songs where when I'm done, I'm like, who the hell wrote that? <laughs> right. I'm like, did you write that? I'm not quite sure I did. Maybe. Right. Maybe the spirits out there, you know, you you do write some stuff, and then maybe some of them work through you to write others. Right. You know, there's no doubt. There's no and, doubt. I but I, when it's all done and recorded, and you listen to it, some of them you're like, "Holy heck, did I write that?" <laughs> you know? and, I, and I I think fans who aren't musicians don't they don't understand that the way you and I. Right, do. Right. Hey man, one hundred percent. I do it a lot. And I was just like, man, where was I mentally to say that or to put that together like that? So, no, it's amazing to me. It just makes me smile and um, because I love what I do. And uh, so, so no, that's awesome, man. <laughs> well, we've had divine intervention all through the band. You know, yeah. I mean, usually when I write something, I email it to Jason and myself and then I save it in a folder. Uh -huh. Right. And I guess we were on the road, and I wrote a song called "Hang the Predator," which won which won Best Rock and Hard Rock Song in 2016 awesome. by the Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. uh, we always end the set with that song, mm -hmm. and I had forgotten to email it to Jason because we were on the road. I texted it to him. Mm -hmm. And he was about to get rid of some old phone, but he wanted to look at what's on there, and he found yeah. the lyrics. Uh -huh. And I forgot I'd even wrote it. <laughs> so he sent me the lyric, you know, he sent me the lyrics and uh, he wrote the music to it. And it, it ended up to be our, our biggest indie hit. Wow. And then Sip the Cup yeah. is similar but different. Uh -huh. um, he had written this great music. And it took me to write a while to write the lyrics that would kind of fit to it. It was uh -huh. really difficult yeah. because of how it moved. Okay. But we ended up nailing it. And man, you know, it's the first music video and single going to radio off a new EP. So, you know, that, that's got to be some divine intervention. Of course. The, the, the segue, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this guy is such a professional. 
<laughs> we roll right into it. Sip the cup single. And video is awesome. So it's a dope song with dope visuals. And then, once again, your delivery and message. And the message of the song is super loud without screaming. Your deliver It's just... You're saying so much, and you're really saying it loudly, but you're not screaming. It's just, you just give it to us. So what or who inspired these strong lyrics of this song? Well, you know, I mean, um, I write, you know, fantasy love songs. I write about real life. Yeah. You know, I usually always, uh, and I'm so Mm anti-war, you know, And so I usually take a shot at anti-war and at the at government and tyranny every record. Right. right. But on, but on this EP, there are two songs like that. So um, when I saw the movie Three Hundred, I wrote the song Vultures, which is on the indie record American Illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the invasion of Ukraine and all of that, I actually had two songs. So. Uh, Sip the Cup was kind of my taking ancient battles, historic ancient battles, and equating them to modern warfare. Okay, okay. And that's what Sip the Cup's about. Now, you know, um, the last track on EP is called War Machine. Mm-hmm. And that's primarily about what's going on in the world today with the Middle East and, you know, Russia, Ukraine, and all, all, all of that, you know, the industrial complexes starving for Greece. They never say pretty, please fire up the furnace and churn out metal wings. Time has come to feed the war machine. You know, war is money. And uh, 100%. You know, and, uh, not to get political because I don't really care for Joe Biden. I don't really care for Donald Trump. I don't really care for a lot of these political people out there. Right. Um, one thing I can say about Donald Trump is we didn't have any war in his administration. Right. So um, I don't want to really thank Joe Biden or what might be perceived as a weaker America with foreign policy or whatever, but uh, I can't stand all that loss of life. Although a couple of good songs came out of it. Yeah. No, no, I listen, I hear, you You know, my father's a military guy and, um, and I had a lot of people, a lot of family members and friends that, you know, military man. And you know, that, that war is, war is something else, you know, it really is. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for all the things that they've done, but but war is something serious, man. And when you're watching the Ukraine and the Russian stuff and all the stuff that's going on, and then, as you said, the loss of life. And when they're bombing all these places, it just makes me, you know, me, you know, being an older guy now, I'm just like, oh, damn, they're just killing people. You know, it's just like, I mean, life's over, it's done. It's so, you know, all of Anyway, I don't get really political and all that stuff either, but just seeing no, I, I don't. and being an empathetic person, it bothers me. Well, I you think know? something yeah. needs to be said about it. No one yeah. wants, no one seems to be doing it. So, mm-hmm. so I'm doing it. You know, awesome. go ahead, cancel me. Do it. See if you can. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, just you know, like Kid Rock. Do yeah. you know? You, you, you know, you do have to be careful with what you post and. 
you know, things of that particular nature. Uh, although when I'm doing an interview with someone like you, you know, I'm just going to speak uh, from my heart and my soul. Of and, course. Uh, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. A lot of people are dying and they're dying, you know, so the lizard kings can continue getting their billions, you know, mm. just like all the bands and promoters and clubs lost a lot of money over a cut two, three years with the pandemic. Yes. All, the, all those evil lizard kings lost a money, <laughs> a lot of money over four years with Trump. Right, and uh, they're you know they're making up for lost time at the expense of the of the lives and futures of women and children and and, and young men to old men. Besides wow. military age and uh, what's happening in Ukraine and Russia is just horrifying. I mean, yeah. You know, so many people on both sides have been killed, but the civilian casualties in Ukraine are just off the charts. And, of course, you have the war in the Middle East, which is uh, showing tremendous loss of life. No doubt. No doubt. And, and once again, and not it, it's kind of like, you know, you toured and you've been around the world in, uh, into different places. You just you just thankful and grateful for what we have. Because not everybody has it as good as we have it. And, um, you know, I would love for the entire world to live in peace and harmony, you know, listening to, uh, thinking about Lionel Richie's uh, Zoom. And just, you know, you just want everything to just be great. That's not what the reality is. But, man, when you see all this stuff go on, it's, 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 it's really hard for me also. It really is. but uh, Yeah, it's no wonder the aliens don't want to reveal themselves yet. <laughs> you know? I mean, we're not fellow earthlings yet, you know? We're still a warmongering, evil virus upon the earth here. And uh, hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll all love each other and, you know, we'll all become fellow earthlings and, you know, right, rise to the, the fifth dimension of higher consciousness. <laughs> Although, sadly, I, I don't believe you and I are going to see that in our lifetime. Right, right. I got you. Maybe in the next one. Who knows? Maybe in the next one, man. Listen, you, you, you are an awesome dude, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. So once again, you've answered so many questions. We're going to get close to wrapping this up not not that i want to wrap it up man i just have so much fun when i'm having conversations with with great human beings man and once again i'll say that to you you are definitely one and and i thank you for allowing me to dive into that mental of yours a little bit man i really appreciate it it's been a good thing so what can we expect for the remainder of 2024 for vinray well we're gonna you know the single went to radio today Mm -hmm. and uh what you can expect for us is uh uh, to go out and tour uh, in June for the rest of the year. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're going to absolutely destroy every show. So, you know, if you are a Venray fan and I don't know who we're going to be touring with, yes. but I think that's going to blow up. Also, a lot of people don't know that, um, you know, I started a lot later streaming television thought it was quite interesting. So, mm-hmm. Our first show uh, in three years because of the pandemic was at the Whiskey A Go Go. We hit, we actually headlined awesome. the place and packed it mm-hmm. on August 21st, 2021. And they started shooting a documentary on me and the band. And they mm-hmm. went on the, we had camera crews shooting a lot of one offs and they were on the whole tour and they interviewed a whole bunch of people in the industry. And uh, that's going to hit streaming television. 
you know, probably in September. Awesome. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some pretty big rock stars in it and a pretty big rock star narrating it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that film, another gift from God, you know, Mm -hmm. is going to make a lot of, a lot of the masses uh, more aware of us. So I, I think we're going to make a big statement behind this record mm-hmm. uh, for the second half of this year. And with the movie coming out, you know, who knows what can, what's going to happen, you know, in 2025. Yeah. Awesome. But we're, you know, we're going to rock it for 10 to 15 more years before I walk away. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. My man, Franz Strine, who did uh, the documentary Hired Gun. He should have yeah. been there. He should have been there checking you out or whatever like that. Great guy, great dude. You know, love his work. Um, so you kind of said it just now though, but why is Vinray a must listen and see? Yeah, now I want you to get out, get 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 rid of that humble and let's bring it on. <laughs> I want you to talk that talk right now. <laughs> you know, I think if you like great melodic rock and roll with mm-hmm. superb harmonies. Um, and kind of an old school yet new school feel. Yes. And you want to hear that great music, but you also want to hear lyrics that are really on point, talking about extremely important and pertinent subject matter that you can relate to, things that you'd like to say and have the masses hear. You know, I I believe that Venray delivers that. And so that would be my message to people you know, to go out and discover us is that that's what we bring to the table. And if that's something you like, check us out. Indeed, man. Beautifully said, young man. Okay. So last question for you. What was the last song you listened to? <laughs> um, the last song I listened to uh is the song that just released. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's well, because the band is spread out, you uh-huh. know. Jason and Gabe are in LA. Right. Victor's French, so he's in Paris. Uh-huh. Edgar's Brazilian, so he's in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. And um, so it's not like we're all in LA and we can go to a rehearsal studio for a couple months yeah. before we tour. Mm-hmm. So I have to listen to all of what's going to be in the set yes. because before the tour, the band will all come to my house in Las Vegas right? and I will have four days to rehearse with them and I need to be ready, you know, to have all the lyrics, own, own all that stuff in a much shorter period of time right? Uh, than it's been in the past. Another test and message from God that I can do something like that. And um, so uh, right now, the last songs I'm listening to is this <laughs> record because I want to make sure all the songs from this new record we're going to, uh, we're going to play on tour that when the band gets here, I've got them down pat. Gotcha. Um, the songs from the last record uh, that we're going to have in the set and uh some of the songs from the four indie records that'll be in the set. Um, I already know, I already own all of those. So that's not an issue. Got you. Got you. So I, I want to add another quick thing. I want to ask you. So the sip the cup uh, video, um, 
Is that the reason because everybody is where they are that it's really mainly you in that video? Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. We couldn't really do something with the whole band. Yeah. Uh, Jason's not really physically right. there yeah. yet. Yes, of course. So the smart thing to do was uh, a combination of me and AI. And the director's yes. Yes. based in LA. So he drove up to Vegas. Mm -hmm. He had some other business here. So he came over to my house, you know, with a, with a dark screen, a light screen. And uh, um, I used a few different outfits. And he shot all the parts of me that he mixed in with the AI. Right, right, right. And then if you look at it, sometimes it's me. Sometimes yeah, it's I definitely someone that looks it. like me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's AI and it isn't. But the song talks about can't use me in your schemes. Right, right. Repeating all these things is different things, mm -hmm. which is kind of talking about reincarnation. Oh. Where you have one life and you come back and like, you know, and so you see me as I am now, and then you see me as kind of a different person that Indeed. looks similar. Indeed. And, and that's, you know, you know, each song can have a few different subject matters to it. You right, know? right. They're not all about one thing, although many of them are. Gotcha, man. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Okay, so, young man, Vin, the great Vin from Vin Ray, <laughs> the you. great Vin. I'm going to put that on you. I, I hope you receive that and embrace that. Dude, you are one of those ones, man. And and much love to you. I appreciate you. It's been an honor to have you on this show and talk with you. And um, so the floor is yours. Let the people know where they can check you guys out. And if you have anything you want to say, man, be at peace and just say, speak your peace, man. Okay. Well, of course, Venere, V-E-N-R-E-Z, theband.com would be a great place to go. So you can see everything going on with us. Join the email list so you're the first to know and be a part of all the giveaways. Please go to YouTube and watch the new music video, Sip the Cup. Uh, just simply Sip the Cup by Venray, V-E-N-R-E-Z. And whatever your favorite streaming platform is, Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music, please go to that streaming platform and stream the heck out of it. If you go to YouTube and watch it, give it a like and a nice comment and subscribe to our channel. And I'd be most grateful if you like us enough to do that. And thank you so much for doing that. Yes, indeed. Well, look, man, once again, it's it's, it's amazing to have greatness in, 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 in your presence, man. I, I'm telling you, man, I've enjoyed this greatly. Thank you very much for a great conversation and great music and continued success in all that you do. I feel like we're family, and anytime you want to come back and have a conversation, it's awesome. Shauna O'Donnell, thank you very, very much, beautiful. I really appreciate it. You, you continue, please continue to bring me human beings like this thing right here. You know, it makes it makes my thing just so much. I love what I'm doing, but it just makes it so much easier. So once again, thank you very, very much. I really appreciate you, bro. Thank you, the Lord Nelson. <laughs> that is. I, as soon as we're done, I'm going to go listen to all your music. I got to know what that's about. And it was an absolute pleasure being on your show. Thank you for your kind words. And, um, you know, not every person I do an interview with is as enjoyable as this has been. And so uh, I'm you. very grateful to uh, have been a part of your show today. Thank you very much, man. Just uh, once again, just a great time, my brother. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It is yours truly, the Lord. Always got a good pause. Nelson, that is. I say that to let people know I'm not saying I'm God. I'm just the Lord. Anyway, (laughs) from the show Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with Five Royals Entertainment. And with this guy, this special guy right here, this unbelievable musician in front, man. Then from the band, then Ray. Yeah. Yahoo! (laughs) Come on, man. All right, man. Thank you. What's Thank you, my brother. And Have I a great week. And you do the same, my brother. Be good. All right. I'll, I'll say goodbye. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Peace. Peace.
Ha 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 